Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Hey, guys. Uh, today, we're going to talk about um, something that I think when I was a younger reader, didn't I didn't really appreciate the scope of. Um, and that is doing a difficult reading. And this is not the same thing as doing a bad reading or doing a reading for somebody who just wants to yell at you and argue with you through the whole thing. This is something that has to deal with grief or loss or divorce or miscarriage or um, like in COVID, I've done so many readings for people who've lost folks to COVID or, and they couldn't go to the funeral. And that's a whole other level of grief, you know? Um, and I just wanted to talk about it because I think that had someone had a conversation with me when I was younger, I would have not spent so much time during the reading trying to fix people. And that I think is a rookie mistake that because, you know, as tarot readers, we're helpers and we definitely want to help people and help them feel better. But sometimes you just can't, it's not time for that. So the reading that sparked this um, is one that I gave, I'm going to say a few months ago. And it was about a lady um, who had a miscarriage um, and was having a really difficult time. Like she was very sharp tempered um, and wasn't sure what was going on. And when I did the reading, the card that came up, um, oh, what the hell is it? Yeah, even tarot readers do this. You know the one where the guy's laying in the bed with a sword underneath that nine of swords vibe? But it's nine not of the swords nine. or four of swords. It's the it was the nine. It was the nine it's of the swords. Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, see, even tarot readers forget which cards there are. So or we mix them up. I yeah, yeah. exactly. Even, I think even in hard readings, we mix them up. Yeah, I think we talked about this on a previous episode where it has like it might be where where it's the hierophant, but we're seeing the magician, and sometimes yeah. that kind of becomes its own reading as well. So. Yeah. Yes, go on. So she got the nine of swords and I was like, you know, what this is telling me is that you haven't really grieved the loss that you experienced. And your husband, God bless him, is is looking at this loss as um, a potentiality that was lost. Whereas you, having actually physically lost the baby, it's an actuality you actually lost, you know, physically something, whereas your husband is as well-intended as he is lost a potential. And that's a really difficult thing to try to like in his position, it's very difficult to try to reach across from actuality or from potentiality to actuality and say, I feel you. So I recommended that she get counseling and also that she take a weekend by herself to go to a hotel and grieve and then plant a tree and maybe write a little letter, you know, to, to her, her kiddo and, um, and plant that under the tree. So that advice that I gave her in the card that I pulled took up maybe five minutes of our 45 minute phone call. The rest of it was me listening. And I think that that's something that as tarot readers, I don't 
recall reading a book that says, not even mine, that says most of your job is going to be listening and holding space for people. So I wanted to talk about that today. And Jamie, you said that before we started, you said that you don't have kids and all you would know to do is hold space for that person. That's exactly the right thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to connect. Um, when you do a reading, like Liz said, I mean, had her client come to me, I probably would have been sweating a little bit because I'd be like, okay, let her talk and let, let the client talk, let her get it out and then w- hold this space, offer, you know, compassion and empathy. And then when I felt it was right, then start maybe pulling cards, maybe one card, maybe no cards. There have been hard readings I've done either at festivals or for my own clients where no cards have been pulled because mm-hmm. they all they really needed was to get things out or to work something out and just to have you sit there almost like a counselor mm-hmm. in a way gives them the space to come to their own conclusion where they can be like, oh, I really don't need cards. I just needed somebody to listen to. However, like this past week, I had a friend who went through a real nasty breakup with all sorts of uh, possible legalities tied into it. And this isn't a divorce. Thankfully, it's just a breakup. And she wanted a reading. And there are readings, and then there are like client intake, you know, uh, client type readings that I do, like I've talked about before. I thought she just wanted a standard reading. So I pulled out a modified Celtic cross for her. However, I let her talk for about 20 minutes before we actually pulled this, you know, reading out. And during that time, she told me that she had goals that she wanted to bring into and clear from her life. Nobody's ever done that to me before during a mid-reading. And I should have recognized that for what it was. Hindsight, of course, I I know it now. And hindsight is um, I should have stopped the reading, stopped pulling the cards when she told me her information and said, okay, we're going to, this is going to end up not just being one reading, but several because you have goals and you have things to clear. And that's kind of what I do in my personal, you know, private practice. I didn't, I I kept on with the reading because I didn't want to break up the flow, but I told her afterwards that I'd like to see her again and start an official client intake process to work on clearing the stuff she wanted to clear from the fallout of this relationship Mm -hmm. and then start working on her goals and dreams and how to avoid getting into a different situation. So hard readings are hard and you get many weird challenges like this, not just like the, the information of grieving a loved one or having the loss of a baby or, you know, the myriad of other hard reading tips that come to us, but it can also be hard in trying to figure out how this person's going to fit into your reading style. Is it a one-off? Is it going to be a series? Are you going to be more counsel with them? or more listening with them versus let's throw all the cards down and see what they have to say. So yeah, dealing with hard readings is and can be a challenge even for us experienced pros. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got, Hillary? I I mean, I'm just (laughs) listening, listening to what Mm -hmm. everyone's saying. Um, I'm holding space. Um, But yeah, what, what you guys are saying, it's not just about listening, it's about witnessing. And I think that that act of witnessing without trying to fix, without, um, without trying to listen for the space in which you can talk. I think that is a very lost art and we're trying to come back to it now, but I feel as if almost 
societally, <laughs> we're not trained to do that because it's very uncomfortable to listen to someone, really actively listen to someone instead of just waiting for your turn to talk. Um, so I've had readings like that where I've pulled maybe one or two cards, but most of the reading is just talking and witnessing um, what that person is going through and what that person is trying to work out. Like both of you said, it's, it's a process of the client sitting there or uh, over the phone or over Skype speaking out loud to what they're going through and almost figuring it out on their own. But you're like there almost as the pendulum or the counterpoint. <laughs> like so it's the not witness, the witness or the mirror. It's the witness, it's the mirror. So, and it is, it is a job. And I've, I found it very hard as a tarot reader, like having those hard quote unquote readings and pulling very few cards, because then I feel as if like, Ooh, is this, <laughs> am I doing my job by not pulling cards? And then I had to like convince myself, no, you're doing a very valid form of your job. And just because this reading, this type of reading doesn't happen very often doesn't mean that you're not actually doing your job by not pulling some cards. Because I think um, that whole helper, I want to fix it, sometimes goes into pulling more cards <laughs> rather than just yeah. actively sitting there and listening to what the client has to say. But I, I definitely have had those readings where there's been one or two cards um, as like a confirmation as like a, yep, uh-huh, keep going. Or yes, the card is reflecting that, that situation or that tough situation that you're talking about. And actually one of the harder um, readings that I've had to do in the past was actually at a bachelorette party um, where it came out of nowhere. And so like, this is the reason I love party readings, but also I kind of hate party readings because you're not really in a safe space. Everybody is listening to your stuff. And so I've had to like, kind of had people back away, like, okay, well, you know, you feel the, the timber of the, or the energy of the reading change. And you kind of have to like, okay, give her some space here. Like, are you okay still? Or do you want people listening to this? Because this is your reading. And, you know, I don't care that the, the bride or the soon to be bride is sitting right there wanting to know what your reading is about. Like this reading is for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you just happen to be here at this bachelorette party and I just happen to be reading cards and we're, we're getting into some heavy stuff here. So um, I remember it wasn't a hard reading in the timber of the reading. It was deep, but it was actually like kind of a triumph of the spirit kind of reading where I'm just like, wow, you're not supposed to be here and you are, you know, like you weren't supposed to su survive all of this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the circumstances are, but like the fact that you're here is is a monumental thing and you should be very proud of yourself. And instead of like getting like a smile or a thank you, she just <sighs> burst into tears. And so people had to like lead her away from where I was reading on the couch in this very like swanky little boutique hotel in Manhattan for this bachelorette party. They had to like lead her away from me. And they were just like, no, 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 you did your job. You did your job. It's okay. We'll take it from here. I'm like, because sometimes our job is to be at release, <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think I talked about this reading before um, where I, I was reading for this person and 
um, I, I kind of just looked at them and no, I, I guess I haven't talked about it cause it's been a while, but I, I looked at them and I said, you know, the cancer's gone. Right. And I hadn't even laid down a card and she just like burst into tears. And I was like, it's gone. It's not coming back. It's okay. And that was the reading. That was it. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just sat with her and her energy. And I was like, so you're going to be okay. And then the rest of the time that she sat with me, she cried and I cried and we were all snotty messes together. And, you know, and it was, it was a really good reading. And all I said was one sentence, you know? Yeah. And, but she didn't need a reading. She needed someone to sit there in that space that she hadn't been able to fill yet. And that's our job. You know, like there's this really great series called the Dresden files mm-hmm. and, and um, the wizard, Harry Dresden um, makes this map of little Chicago. So you can do magic on actual Chicago. So he has like this tabletop. I fucking have a point here. So just listen. Um, but he has this like tabletop map um, of Chicago and he can focus specific energy using the map. That's our job. That's what we do as tarot readers. We can see the whole of a person's life and we can see which spots are hot and need attention and which spots are not. I cannot tell you how many times I've given somebody a reading and it was absolutely not what they were asking for, but it was something they needed to pay attention to. So they're like, I want to talk about work. And I'm like, we're going to talk about your daddy issues. And fuck. And, um, <laughs> and it's all relevant. That's the thing. Sometimes relevant. you need yeah. to get over your daddy issues in order for the work to happen. Or conversely, yep. you need to get work together before you can get into that amazing relationship that you desire. Yeah. It happened to all three of us where we've done all this stuff before. Yeah, legit. And I think that the the key to hard readings, if I were to go back in time and talk to little smart-ass Melissa... I would say shut your mouth for five minutes and listen to what this person is trying to tell you. Because like you guys said, they could be trying to tell you that they have a lot more work to do. Like Jamie's, they could be trying to tell you that they haven't been able to open themselves up to anybody else. And they're feeling really tender because they're really scared like they did with Hillary. And they could be trying to tell you, that I just went through a terrible loss and nobody fucking gets it because no one else has been through it with me, you know? So I think, I think the, the point of today, and I think it's going to be probably a little shorter episode because I think this is pretty heavy stuff. And I want you guys to think about it before we get all silly and start cracking jokes and saying dick jokes again. But our job as a tarot reader is to look down on that person's life and tell them which part is bleeding and tell them which part needs the attention first, right? Our job is to do triage on someone's life. So even though they think that their boyfriend being an asshole is, is the hot spot, right? We can look at them and say, but honey, you're still sad because you haven't grieved your grandmother passing away. And that can only happen if you listen and if you hold space and if you're sincerely wanting to help them, which will not come from you trying to fix them. That's not your job. Your job as a tarot reader is to help them do the work. So, you know, put your listening ears on when you do readings and remember that it is not about you. It's just not. So that's all I have to say about that. 
Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.